Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man, so the morning Devo happens Mondays through Fridays, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, my name is Sam Lopez, a.k.a. DJ Sam Rock, your brother in Christ, giving you what the portion of God gave me, the portion of God that... Proportion that God gave me this morning, amen. And actually, I was brewing on this since last night into this morning, and I'm so happy and I'm so glad that God has allowed me to express what He wants to express to us today by way of online uh, video, through live streaming, and through podcasting. So, all my podcast listeners, I thank you for joining me. As usual, I have to thank you, you know, because because of you. You keep this going. You keep the podcast energized. You keep the podcast occupied. You keep the podcast moving and you keep on sharing. And I thank you so much. And I'm so grateful for your attendance every time that I go live. It's an amazing thing to know that there's still people hungering and thirsting for the word of God. Amen. And to get things first and foremost in the morning, you know, straight out the gate, right up, right out the gate for the first part of their day to get into morning devo. Now, Different time zones all over the world. Over here where I'm broadcasting, this is the 10 o'clock hour, a.m., right in the morning. And for me, this is early because I'm a night owl. Amen. I'm up to 2, 3 in the morning, sometimes 4 in the morning, um, just up. I'm a night owl, you know, and that's just the way it is. That's the way I am. Amen. So you might be like, Sam, this is not the morning. This is like almost afternoon. You know, this is like half of my day is already gone, depending on what your time zone is. Amen. From where you're watching, it could be in the middle of the night, it could be the morning, or it could be actually, you know, whatever time zone you're in. But we're here today on the Morning Devo. So I got something for you this morning, and this morning, this is what I have. Do you feel like you try to hide from God sometimes? Amen. I felt that way, and sometimes I feel that way sometimes, although I know the Word of God. I know the word of God that says God sees all things. All things are laid bare when it comes to God. There's nothing we could hide from God, but we could hide some things from each other, right? Because we only have this view. We only have this level view. Unless you're in an airplane or in a spaceship, then you have a higher view. But the highest view is the view that God has, amen, over all his creation. And he can see all things at all times. He's everywhere at all times. God is the great I am, the God who always has been, who always is, amen, and he sees all things. But do you feel like you try to hide from God sometimes? Well, we're going to be in Psalms chapter 19, verse 14, and we're going to find out what the psalmist has to say, how he felt about that. Because listen, whether or not you're trying to hide something or not, we're all in this together. So I'm hoping and I'm praying that you realize that although you may be trying to hide from God, that God is seeing what you're hiding. There's no way around it. To some, that's a shocker. To some, it's like, ah, I don't believe it. Amen. But for me, I believe everything the word has to say. I might not understand everything the word says, but I believe beyond whether or not I, be- I understand something. I just believe because God happened to show up in my life. And God himself, the God of these scriptures, after I 
checked out the evidence to where this power, where this transformation was coming from, when I started checking into the evidence, yes, I looked at other religions. Yes, I looked into other Bibles and other scriptures. Yes, I looked at historical things. Yes, I looked at ancient writings. And I was like, no, that's not that's not who I'm feeling right now. That's not who changed me. That's not who this God is that drew me to him. And then when I started looking through the scriptures, I said, there it is. There he is by way of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There he is, God of the Christians, Jesus the Christ, the Lord of Lords. Amen. He's the one who changed my life. And although I was trying to hide out, amen, in this world, because it's easy to hang out, hang out and hide out in this world system, right? So many people doing the same old, same old, amen. But when you're born again, you're a new creation in Christ, right? So you you start figuring out, like, listen, I can't hide anymore. I have to say who I am, whose I am, amen, and identify myself with Jesus the Lord, Jesus the Christ, amen, Yeshua HaMashiach. And I was watching a, a video yesterday on TikTok, and this guy was rambling on about, you know, the name of Jesus was made up, the Roman Catholics did that, the Vatican did this, um, the council at um, whatever, the Nicaea council, whatever, and that's all how this was all made up, Christianity, Jesus, the Bible, um, it was all a construct for um, overpowering people, controlling the government, government trying to control the people through um, the Roman Catholic Church or whatever. Sounds It sounds all put together, right? The problem is that the Word of God is an inspired Word and it's a living Word, a breathing Word, so therefore it needed no Roman Catholic Church, it needed no uh, Vatican, it needed no council to prove itself. It was already proven before these councils and these Roman Catholics and these Vatican people and all this theory out there, right, um, that came and got a hold of it. It was already proven, it was already prophesied, it was already working, it was already alive. The Word of God cannot be uh, manipulated. Or I should, I take that back. You could use the word of God to manipulate people who are in ignorance, who don't know. Amen. Because why? They feel like they're trying to hide from God. So do you feel like you're trying to hide from God sometimes? That was my intro to this whole thing. Let's take a minute to pray. And then we're going to take another minute to share this out with as many people as we can. Now, if you're just on live.soulwinnersonaz.org, that's where you get the full experience, the full experience of what I'm doing, what I'm trying to do online. Amen. Um, But if you're on a podcast, that'll be the full experience as well from whatever platform you're listening from. That is your full experience because the audio will never dry up. The audio is always a good thing to do just to have audio and listening to a podcast like this. Morning Devos, Bible studies, getting into the Word of God, listening to the Word through audio. That's very powerful. Amen. And it's less distractions than it is on a lot of social media platforms. But on this platform at live.someoneiswithaz.org, listen, my guarantee is distraction-free. Distraction-free is my guarantee. So it's a clean website, no distractions, no pop-ups. Only thing you'll see in the live chat is people and uh, things that you can do in a, and to engage. Amen. So if you feel um, blessed to be here, if you invite somebody else to the platform, amen, there's share buttons already. Very simple. All I got to do is press the, press the little buttons that pop up, amen, and you will um, get a response right away. So everything's up and running, so I'm glad you're here. Let's take an opportunity to pray right now, and then we'll take a minute to share this out. And when we come back, we're going to dive right into Psalm chapter 19, verse 14, amen. So let's go for it. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity that you give us today. I thank you, Lord God, that you are sovereign and you are the hope of glory. You are the one who we cannot hide from, yet you revealed yourself and you are the hidden God. You are the invisible God, but yet you reveal yourself to those who call upon your name. You reveal yourselves to those who are seeking truth. You reveal yourself to those who are hungering and thirsting for righteousness. You reveal yourself to those who called upon the name of the Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for today. I thank you for the opportunity. I thank you for every single person that's connecting, that's going to connect later on on a replay or if that's listening right now. I pray a hedge of protection over their lives. Why the protection? Because, Lord God, we have an enemy and the enemy system and the enemy of this world trying to distract us, trying to manipulate us, trying to deceive us. And I pray, Lord God, that you will cover our minds, hearts, souls, body, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and that we will engage what you want us to engage. We would see what you want us to see you will reveal what you want to reveal and you will show us the way the truth and the life which is found in your son through the lord jesus christ i pray lord god that you will set forth arcing angels ministering angels the hosts of heaven to move things out of the way that's trying to distract us from believing what we know to be true I pray, Lord God, that you will continue to magnify yourself, that you will speak through in this morning video, and that you will teach us as the rabbi that you are. In Jesus' name, I pray this by faith. Amen and amen. So let's go for a minute. When we come back, we're going to be in Psalm 19, verse 14. Get your scriptures ready. Get your Bible apps. Get your Bible ready. If you have an old school Bible, amen, this is going to be like worth a trillion dollars in the next 20 years because this is going to try to be, they're going to try to eliminate this out of our hands. So the more you have in your heart, the more you know how to get the word of God on your mobile devices or whatever, the better. But listen, always keep a hard copy. So that way, if you look on the media things that the scriptures are little lines are being changed slowly, but surely they're being changed. But if you have a printed word, amen, nobody can change that. Just like nobody could change the word of God in your life. Right. So let's go for this minute and I'll be right back. telling you that minute is amazingly fast let's get into psalm 1914 may the lord's words no excuse me not the lord's words may the words of 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. My mouth. Check this out of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. This is personal with the psalmist. Be pleasing to you, O Lord. And who is the Lord to the psalmist? My rock and my redeemer. So this is so personal. Yeah, the gospel is personal. Yeah, God personally died for you and for me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So how would you paraphrase this verse? How would you personalize this verse even more? Because we already know the writer is the psalmist. He wrote it. He meant it. He believed it. He's speaking to someone. This is not a religious thing. This is a personal relationship that we promote, that we live. It's a lifestyle. Christianity is not something you try or join to, like a membership to, like a gym or something like that. You know, me, I'm past experiences in gyms. I probably will never join a gym again. Why? Because I'm not disciplined enough to go, right? So just because I had a membership to the gym, right, and I had this these ideas, you know, to go and get fit, you know, pump iron and, and go on a treadmill, I started buying some stuff for the, my own home gym because I realized that I wasn't going to go. And I had any excuse. If it rained, oh, I'm not going to the gym. If it snowed, I'm not going to the gym. If it's too cold, I'm not going to the gym. If it's too hot, I'm not going to the gym. So I was, listen, although I was a member to that gym, the last gym I joined, right, um, I went probably like twice in that whole, two or three times in that whole year. But I was paying every month, right? So I was paying the dues of the membership, but I wasn't attending the gym. So therefore, there was very little change in my body. So although you could be a, a member of a church, it doesn't mean that you're going to go all the time. It doesn't mean that you're going to be changed. It doesn't mean that you're going to be transformed, renewed. It just means that you remember something and you might really go. But if somebody asks you, hey, are you a member to this gym? Are you a member to this church? And you'd be like, yeah, I'm a member to the church. Amen. So they're going to assume that you go there, that you are part of what they're doing. But just like my gym membership, I was a part of this big gym organization, but I was hardly ever there. And when I went to go um, get my stuff out of the locker and, you know, cancel my membership, it just so happened. This is how God works. God has a sense of humor. It just so happened that the girl behind the counter at that time was a sister in the Lord. Amen. And she said, Sam, I'm looking at your thing. You only been here three times in the whole year. She said it loud enough so people around could hear. And I said, thanks, sis. Thank you, sister. <laughs> Thank you for letting everybody know that I wasted all this money and this time. Um, and she laughed. We laughed. But it was it was true. Like, I wasted my money just to say in my mind or to tell people that I joined a gym, but I never went. So Christianity is not something that you just join to try out, to be uh, um, some kind of membership to. Amen? The body of Christ is what you should join to. A membership to the body of Christ. So that way you have a part to play. Everyone has a part to play in the body of Christ. You might be a member of a church. Praise the Lord. 
Hopefully you're going, hopefully you're growing, hopefully um, the church leadership, the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist, the apostle, right? The prophet, hopefully everything's working together the way God wanted to work in your life so that way you could grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you should be sent out because the whole purpose, right, of the pastor and the teacher, amen, and the people who are leadership are in leadership over you, amen, in that church is to equip you to go out, to equip the saints to rescue the lost pretty much, right? So we have that pleasure. We have that opportunity. We have this um, God that we could go. And even though he knows what we say out of our mouths, he knows what's in our heart. Amen. Um, we need to be praying because I know for sure everything that comes out of my mouth and everything that's in my heart, my old heart. See, I, I, have, to, I have to look into this real quick or more into deep. Deeply into it because I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, time out. This psalmist in the Old Testament is talking about his mouth and his meditation of heart be pleasing. But then in the New Covenant, I have a new heart. So therefore, because I have a new heart, the heart of Christ, right? He changes your heart. He gives you a new heart, replacement, and he changes your mind. He gives you a new mind, the mind of Christ. What's coming out of here should be pleasing to the Lord. So why is it that sometimes something that comes out of my own mouth and something that's in my heart is not pleasing to the Lord? I got to look into that. That'll be a blaze Bible study. That's deeper than what I could explain right now. Because if I'm a new man and my new creation, right, why am I still dealing with the old way that my heart wants to react and respond? The old way of what my mouth wants to say. Amen. And maybe um, what I heard yesterday from my pastor, Pastor Charles O'Mara, Transformation Church, that's where I'm a member to, active member. Um, sometimes we have old things that try to come back. Amen. And it depends on where the seed is sown. And he said the seed um, that's sown should be the word of God. And if the word of God is sown into your life, amen, what comes out of that should be pleasing to the Lord. Why? Because he's your rock and your Redeemer. He's the one who changed you. He's the one who gave you life. He's the one who gave you breath. He's the one who gave you a purpose. He's the one who has a plan for your life. So there's nothing to hide. If you feel like you're trying to hide out from God, amen, um, it's not going to work. God sees all things and he loves you. He loves you so much that he doesn't want you to hide out. He wants you to come to him if you feel burdened, if you're tired, amen, if you're struggling with any issue in life. Go to him. I suggest you go to God first before you go to anybody else with something really personal. Amen. Because last time I checked, we as humans, we have this way of failing people. We fail each other. Um, not wanting to sometimes, but we just fail each other. But God never fails anybody. He never leaves anybody in shame and guilt. Amen. He, leaves, he never leaves you broken, abandoned. He never leaves you disgusted. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. But he's with you. All days, every day, everywhere you go, there he is. And if you're not part of the family of God, the forever family of God, if you're not part of the body of Christ, amen, what are you waiting for? Oh, you know, Sam, I got to do this. I got to get right. I got to, you know, repent of this, repent of that. I got to dress the part. I have to join the church. Listen, you have to present your issues, which God already knows that you've been trying to hide from him because you said he doesn't, he doesn't exist People, because you say God doesn't exist, they try to say, okay, God doesn't exist. I proved my point. I'm out. I don't have to deal with the God thing. So see how that's going to work out. I'm praying that you don't think that way and you don't think it's that easy. 
I pray that you don't try to hide out. It's nothing to hide out from because God knows all things. So I suggest you go to him. This God that you don't believe, I did it. That's why I'm saying it the way I'm saying it. I didn't believe in God, but yet I called him out because since I didn't believe in him, I thought by calling him out, like saying, oh, if you're real, come and change me or my chest all out. I was drunk and high. A lot of you, a lot of you know my testimony, but it's just the way it is. So I called out on this God. I called this God out that I didn't even believe in. And yet he believed in me so much that he said, okay, I hear your prayers, raunchy and all, you know, disrespectful and all. I hear your prayers, but um, I'm God, you know, and I'm going to do what you asked. I'm going to change your life forever. Amen. And boy, did he change my life. People who knew me 20, 20 something years ago, they look at these videos and they hear my podcast, they, they hear my my vocabulary change and all that. They said, wait, that's the same Sam. He just got older, but it's the same Sam. Amen. Uh, he has the same past. But why is he always talking about this new future that he's thinking he has? Why? Because I go to God, right? And I ask God to fix what's coming out of here, to fix what's in here. Amen. To renew what's going on in here. And he did it. He does it. Amen. Day by day. I can't even I can't even make this up if I wanted to. Amen. God is exactly who he says he is in the scriptures. Amen. Now shout out to uh it just says Facebook user. What happens is on uh, if you're trying to comment on my uh let's see maybe it's in here. Amen. Oh that is our brother Matthew. God bless you, Brother Matthew. And he's on my, I guess you're watching from, yeah, the Blaze Bible Studies um, group. So, God bless you, Matthew. Matthew, we got your prayer request as well. So, I don't know if you noticed. That's why, if you're not on live, that's so winners with a Z.org, you won't get the full experience because we replied back to you um, the other day. Amen. So, God bless you. Thank you for watching from um, the Blaze Bible Study group on Facebook. God bless you. So, but if you're not on live.sowinniswithaz.org, you could click the link, go straight over there, and you'll see that um, you get a full experience over there as well. And it's less distractions. You get all, you get out of the bubble. You get out of the matrix. You get less distractions. Amen. So Psalm nineteen fourteen. So how would you paraphrase this verse? <clears throat> Amen. I read it a couple of times. You personalize the scriptures. And what happens when you personalize something, especially like the scriptures, you'll get a revelation that will work not only for you, for, but for others, but it would directly speak to you. The Word of God speaks to us individually. We don't have to always be under some teaching. We could go straight to the source where people are teaching from, and God will reveal himself. But we seek God with all our hearts, and we diligently seek him. We seek the truth, and we seek his love, his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness. He shows up. The Bible is an incredible book. The Bible is the only book that I know of that every time you pick it up and open its pages, right, the author is with you. Amen. The author and finisher of our faith, the Lord Jesus himself. And you open it up and you're like, man, there's a lot here. Pick hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pick a version or translation that speaks your language. I personally can't understand the verbiage too much of the King James Version. Although I know a lot of people say that's their, you know, the best version to study from and to read from. Me, Sam, Brother Sam, your brother in Christ, I don't really read it like that because I don't speak like that. You know, with the speaketh and knoweth and thou and all that. I don't do that. Um, it's old English to me. It never made sense to be <laughs> before Christ. It really doesn't make sense to me as I'm in Christ. So I pick a version, amen, uh, translation that really speaks the way I speak. That's why a lot, a lot of times I read out of the Amplified, because the Amplified version expands, and that's just, I'm a thinker, so I need more, not more of what God is saying, I just need a, a translation that speaks to me the way I speak to others. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but this is going to be worth trillions and trillions of dollars, these written Bibles, so keep your Bibles, amen, cherish them, um, hide them. If you have to, but most importantly, hide what's inside the word of God. Hide the word in your heart. This is coming a time when they're going to try to take these Bibles away from us. So do you feel like you try to hide from God sometimes? That's the main question. And my answer is yes, of course. Amen. I could say yes, even though I know the word. The word says nothing. I cannot do anything that hides anything from God. If we have a God, if we serve a God that we could literally take something and hide something from God. I have this pen, and I'm going to hide this pen from God, and then I'm going to be in my mind, well, God doesn't see it no more. Uh, I don't know what God I'm serving, because God knew I was going to pick up the pen. God knows what I was going to say. God knew my actions. He knew. He knows my intent. So he'll be like, okay, Sam, you think you hit something? Here's the pen that you hit. Put it back to where you got it from. I created every element that the pen, you know, has in it, Right? Everything from the earth that the pen was manufactured, right? Like everything that this pen has in it, plastic, the whatever the materials, was created by God. There's nothing that we have in our hands, nothing that we have in our possession, nothing that the government has, nothing that the military has that hasn't already been there. They're taking what's already here and they're repurposing it for their use. But that's all God's creation. Amen. So there's nothing even that you can hide in your heart. There's nothing you can hide in your mind that's going to be absent from the knowledge of God. The great I am is the God who is, the God who always will be, amen. The God who could read your mind, read your, your mind, read my mind, amen. He knows what I'm going to say. He knows what I'm not going to say. He knows what I'm going to do. He knows what I'm not going to do. But yet he still stays out of our way. In other words, he doesn't force his way on me. He doesn't force his way on you. Therefore, that's why the Bible says, for all those who has who have ears to listen, let them hear what the Lord is saying. Let them hear what the Lord of hosts is saying. Let them hear what Yahweh is saying. Let them hear what the Savior, the Lord Sovereign is saying. Let them hear what the Redeemer, the Rock is saying. Let those who have ears, let them hear. 
Let them hear by spirit, by the Spirit of God. Amen. Not everybody um, takes to this message. The Bible says those who are perishing, in other words, those who are in ignorance of what life really is. Uh, this gospel, this message, this word of God is gibberish. It's a bunch of nonsense to them. It's foolishness to them. They're like, man, that's not real. That was taken from the ancient scribes, this, that, and the third. And they come up with all these YouTube um Theories that they saw on YouTube. They probably read a couple of books of some so-called historians, and you know the scriptures have been disproven. I've heard. I actually heard debates with people saying, you know, since we already know the Bible is not accurate and not relevant anymore, let's talk about science. As if that's true. We have yet. Even science has yet, and not science. Science doesn't speak. Scientists speak. Scientists have yet to make. Our true statement about the scriptures to be irrelevant. Because why? Because we have other people, like archaeologists, that keep on finding things all over the world in the in the places where the scriptures were speaking of. They start finding stuff and they, they have to admit, they're like, whoa, doesn't the Bible say that this person existed in this area? And then they keep on digging, digging. They find cities. They find artifacts. They find um, decals and shields. And they find, you know, I heard they found like uh, something that looks like Noah's Ark. It's, this is not a made up thing. This is too incredible. The word is prophetic. It has prophecy. prophecy pro- I was going to say prophecy. Prophecy in the word that came to pass. I mean, who could refute that? How does this verse help you? A lot of people were like, wait a minute, Sam, you're trying to tell me that God sees every single thing that I do. He knows my thoughts. He knows my actions. He knows what comes out of my mouth. He hears what comes out of my mouth. He knows what's in my heart. Yet the psalmist is saying, may the words of my mouth be and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. That doesn't help a lot of people right now. It actually hurts a lot of people because now you have to deal with this verse. I mean, if you choose to deal with it, a lot of people are like, I don't have to deal with nothing. I'm going to keep it moving. Smoke my weed, drink my beer, get my woman, get my men, um, party life. You know, I'm going to do everything I can to live. We only have one life to live, you know, and all that. I used to be part of that whole idea. I used to be part of that whole plan. Um, but then I found out that somebody was lying to me. Somebody along the way of my life was lying to me. And then I, then I started lying to myself and said, wait a minute. Party all the time, girls, sex, drugs, violence, fast this, fast that. Um, that's it because I did it and it didn't get me anywhere. But you know, famous among my friends, a um, little, you know, a little bit of fame here, a little bit of fame here, a little bit of money there, a little bit of money here. It wasn't worth it. So I was like, nah, they got to be more. Um, I know, I know what when I'm being lied to. And so then I thought I was I was so much lied to that I said there has to be a truth. There has to be a truth about life. Can't be about what everybody's telling me because I'm doing what everybody says to do. And I'm part of what what everybody's doing. And we were doing it well. Sin is pleasurable for a season, but the consequences are never found out until later on. Until when that season is over, till the smoke clears out, literally, that weed smoke or whatever you're smoking, when it clears out, you realize one thing. Oh, snap, I'm still here, and I have to deal with the same issues I dealt with before I got high. Right? Now that you're sober, sober-minded, amen, you start realizing either some, either the world is lying to me or God is lying. 
So I, I had to make a decision. Let me choose. Let me find out for myself. I'm not going to go to no YouTube channel. I'm not going to do this, that, and third. I'm going to find out for myself who's telling me the truth. And it seemed like after I checked out you know, the Mormons, after I checked out Jehovah's Witness, after I checked out um, Islamic beliefs, after I checked out this, that, and the third, um, you know, I had to renounce, right, um, some things that I was doing in the spirit realm and all this other stuff. And I was like, okay, who's left? Who's left? I said, oh, wow. Yeah, the, the Christian God, this God that everybody um, um, was talking about to me in their own form and fashion. Mormons were talking about Jesus, Jehovah's Witness was talking about Jesus, uh, Islam was talking about Jesus, and Christians were talking about Jesus. I said, okay, so I could start narrowing this thing down. So, in my own way of thinking and figuring it out, in my own way of meditating, in my own way of speaking out, I was like, who's this God of the Christians? And I just so happened to meet him by way of a very raunchy prayer. That prayer was so raunchy. Amen. I don't even want to repeat it. But that's the way I came to the Lord. I was seeking after truth, not seeking after happiness. I sought after happiness, got some kind of happiness. But anytime something would change, my happiness would be gone. I was like, man, it took me like three weeks to build up this happiness. And in one day, one instance, one situation, one event is gone. I said, man, that's not cool. And then I heard about this joy. That people were talking about, man, I have the joy of the Lord. I'm like, joy of the Lord. So that means if something happens, you still have that joy. And people will say, yes, you still have this joy of the Lord. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I didn't know none of this before I got saved. I was like, oh, that sounds good. But some things started making sense. 9-11 happened. That's when my eyes started opening. That's when God started working in my life a little bit more than he was working. Because then I realized, I said, wait, one day we could get wiped out of here. The Twin Towers was something that I never thought would be put down by someone outside, right, um, that hated Americans or hated America or hated the idea. However the theory is, or it's not theory, it really happened, but I'm saying however people think why it happened, I don't know, but I know it did happen. The buildings are not there no more, and that shocked me. And I started thinking about things after this, after we're out of here, because I was like, oh, we could be touched, Amen. I, I thought we were a country that could not be touched. No, we could be touched. Amen. So then God started, you know, sending people, opening my eyes a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. And so I realized one thing. I said that I'm going to die one day. Amen. So I don't want to die and leave out my eternity just because I believed everybody else, what everybody else believed. I want to know if how I'm living is the right way of living or the wrong way of living. Or is it going to benefit me and my family or not? Is it just going to make me popular in, with my friends or is it going to make me unpopular with the kingdom of God? So I said, let me make a choice here. It'd be my decision, my choice. Nobody's forcing me. There's no preacher yelling in my face telling me I'm going to hell. There was no um, person trying to debate what I'm thinking. There was nobody trying to argue me into the kingdom because if somebody could argue you into the kingdom, somebody else could argue you out of the kingdom. It's not about arguing. It's about truth. It's about life. It's about a way, a path. Amen. Not many paths. There has to be just one path to this one God, three persons in one. So you have three who's and one what in a Christian belief, right? And I could be wrong. Absolutely, I could be wrong. I don't know why people don't admit that they could be wrong about this God that we serve. 
Um, but nobody could prove that he doesn't exist and nobody could prove that he does exist. You know who does the proving, the convincing, and the convicting? God himself. So if he does not exist, then he will not speak. He will not change things. There will be no miracles. There will be no prophetic word. There will be no Lord. There will be no Savior. There would be nothing. We would just be living in a, a land of chance. <laughs> so I don't know where you're at. But if this verse helps you, it will. If this verse don't help you, then um, you have to take that to the Lord. I don't know why this verse want to help you. It might challenge you because they're challenged. The Word of God, people think, oh, you only read the Word of God because it agrees with your lifestyle. Listen, I don't know who you think I am. The Word of God is challenging to me every time I read it. Why? Because I'm battling a sinful nature. I'm battling a flesh that wants to rise up all the time. I'm battling a flesh that wants to do a hostile takeover. Amen? So I'm in this with everybody else. In this world, but not of this world. Amen? I just chose a lane. God chose me, and I chose to follow him. Amen? He gave me life. He gave his very best, so I'm going to give him my very best. This is my life. I don't, yeah, you're right. You only have one life to live, so live it. Don't just exist on this planet. Be alive in him. So how does this verse help you? And listen, whether or not you believe in God or not, believing in him doesn't help him. Um, not believing in him doesn't hurt him. He's an eternal being. He offers himself. Amen. He always has his arms wide out open for you. If you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, if you believe in him, amen, you'll have a personal relationship. It doesn't have nothing to do too much about religion. You want to get to the religious part of it, amen. You want to follow the customs and the traditions of the old covenant and you want to do the things, um, the festivals and everything. I don't think there's any problem with that. I just think that that's not the, the message of the gospel. The gospel says, listen. Um, Jesus came. He is the fulfillment of all things that were prophesied, the prophets, the psalmists, everything. He's the fulfillment of the old covenant. And now he's come with the kingdom of God, amen, on his mouth, preaching repentance, amen, and offering eternal life to those who believe in him. So we're in a new covenant church. I mean, but if you want to, you know, take some old covenant and put in a new covenant and do all of that, um, then you're going to formulate something that... Might be godly, might not be godly, I don't know. Um, but for me, I don't have the time in a day to do all of that. Festivals and this, that, and the third. And, amen. I could be, if I'm invited, if I have time, I'll be a part of it. But I don't think that um, it's necessary for the salvation of the saints. For God died once and for all for all sinners. Amen. And he offers forgiveness, redemption, and he offers eternal life. Amen. And I'm trying to find out who's on with me. A Facebook user again. Um, did God deliver you from partying? Yes, he did. The party life that I was in, amen, he delivered me from that. How? Well, uh, I don't know if you know my testimony, but how he did it, I was drunk and high when I called out unto God. So therefore, I was still 100% in the party life, drinking, smoking. Um, at the time, I was um, separated from my wife. She left me because I was living with uh, uh teenage girl and I was 20 years old I think she was 18 yeah when sin comes it comes in like a party style and how I got delivered from it well called upon God delivered me the next day um since there was always partying in my home where I used to live um they offered me some marijuana very next day nobody knew what happened except for the girl that I told I told her I listen I don't know what's going on but you got to go and this and the third I'm changed I don't know what happened I'm, something in me woke up I couldn't explain it 
The next day, they offered me some marijuana, and uh, I said, in my mind, I was like, you know, one for the road. This will be the last time, you know, don't worry, God, this is the last time. Took one pull of it, right? And uh, my friend at the time said, his name was Damien, he said, Sam, what's going on with you? I said, well, what do you mean, what's going on? He said, you turn into like a statue, you're getting pale, you turn into like a statue. I was like, come on, man, what's in here, crack? I hope you didn't lace this with something. hope I'm not going to die if you put some PCP or angel dust. What's going on with you? He said, you don't believe me? Go run upstairs and look in your mirror. So I said, oh, he sounds serious. So I said, let me go upstairs and look in the mirror. And literally, I was looking like, you know, you ever saw a statue? I was getting that kind of statue look in my face. So I fell to my knees and I looked in the mirror. I said, God, are you going to kill me? And I heard the voice of the Lord like I'm talking to you now. It says, you asked me to change you. So I changed you for you not to get back to the old ways that you were living. From that day on, my friend, whoever's asking, did God deliver you from partying? Amen. I can't see your name, but that's how I know. Right then and there, you ain't got to tell me twice. Um, right then and there, I stopped smoking weed. Alcohol was done. And then, you know, little by little, God started delivering me from other things. The, the toughest thing that it was me, it was on my end. It wasn't that God did, didn't deliver me or was having a hard time delivering me from the hardest thing for me to let go. Right, because I was already delivered. Once you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you are delivered. But there's some things that we try to hold on to, some things that we try to hide from God. Right, and um, it was sexual addiction that I had, and then um, because I read a scripture, I wasn't even, you know, when you have something that you want to keep, say, okay, God, you can have this, you can have that, um, you know, but just don't touch this. Let me, I'm kind of like a little. Oh, Matthew. Okay, God bless you. Thank you, brother. Because if you don't click on to the link, the restream link, amen, it will not allow me to see your name and your face when it pops up. So thank you, Matthew, for letting me know it was you. So you can hide things. But then I found not even wanting to be delivered, to be honest. And I was already a year, I think, into believing him. So I was seeing God doing miracles, signs, wonders, um, showing me his word. He was revealing his word to me. I had my... Salvation Bible right here. Amen. This how this how powerful his word was in my life when he saved me. Amen. And still to this very day, that it's all beat up. This Bible is the most beat up Bible I have. It has writings, ripped out pages, it has um highlights all in it. You see that? This is the Bible that God started speaking through me to me and through me first when I first got saved. You see that? Everywhere. It's all beat up. It's tears on here. Um, there's a whole bunch of writing and um, just a whole bunch of stuff. So I started revealing myself. But then I didn't want him to touch that because it was pleasing to my flesh. And I thought, okay, now that I'm a Christian, I can still hide some things. I can still hide out. And um, he knew what it was and he knew why it was pleasing me so much. The sexual addiction I had, self-gratification. And um, one day... I was just reading the scripture, and I, I bumped along scripture. I, I can't remember exactly where it was, but it basically said this. God sees all things. And when I read that, but the book, by what time I thought about it, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, time out. So that means when I'm under the cover, he sees that? And the answer is yes. So I knew I couldn't hide from him, so I felt the disgust on my own actions, my own doings. So I said, I'm done. I'm done with this. And then he delivered me. So thank you for asking him. Yes, he did deliver me from party life. Yes, he did. Amen. Why would I start? Like people to this very day, 
even some people who say they're Christians, they still drink, smoke weed, still party here and there. And they say it's only on occasions, right? So I remember, I forget where I was, but I was at a function where these, I call them sipping sinks, Christians with cocktails. Um, they're still brothers and sisters in the Lord. Uh, that's between them and the Lord. I don't know why. They're just holding on to something that they knew was pleasing to their flesh. And then they, they feel that you know they can hold on to these things. And nobody could judge them, right? You know, you can't judge me. This is my own home. Um, as long as I'm, you know, with my wife or with my family, and we're, you know, Bible says we we not supposed to get drunk. But meanwhile, these people that I was at this event, they were getting tipsy. Um, they said, oh, "How come you don't drink no more? You too religious? You too holier than thou?" I said, "No, listen. This is the way I am. The reason why I don't drink anymore alcohol anymore is because my personality is like if I'm thirsty." I'm going to drink something like juice, soda, water. You give me alcohol, uh, or say, oh no, just take a glass of one glass, one glass of wine. My personality is like, why am I drinking alcohol if it's not to get drunk? I'm not going to drink wine or alcohol just to, you know, quench my thirst. Last time I checked, alcohol is not really quenching your thirst. Alcohol is altering your body and your mind, and you're going to get a buzz. I'm so clean. I haven't drank since 2001. I'm so clean. You give me a beer, I'll probably pass out. You'll be like, okay, you're exaggerating. Why did Sam just pass out? Why is he drunk after he just drank one can of beer? It's because my system is cleansed from it. So it's just a cleansing. You make your decision, but amen, but God will make a greater decision for your life. And I believe since the party life, I was delivered from that. I believe he kind of like preserved me, like my body, because I've met people my age, my, excuse me, I've met people younger than me that look older than me because they're in, still in that party life and they don't realize how damaging it is to their body, physically, emotionally, right? And of course, spiritually, when you continue to engage in things outside of what God wants you to engage in. So thank you for the question again, um, Matthew. So I'm out of here. I guess the um, the stream stopped. I, I guess I didn't pay attention to the timer as much as I should have. But God bless you all. God keep you all. Remember always that God is good. I hope you got something out of this message. And until the next time, God bless you. God keep you. And remember always that God is good. Peace.